The following content is from Snowbird Wilderness Outfitters, a gospel-driven high-adventure camp in western North Carolina. Go to swoutfitters.com to learn more about our camps and conferences. Enjoy the message. Are you guys excited to just have girls in here? There's no boys? Oh, yeah. It's like the best. Although this stage was definitely made for really tall bald men because I feel very small. <laughs> I have to wear my tall shoes just so I can, like, see over the podium. But... <laughs> well, I'm very excited to be here tonight and to get to talk to you girls and hang out and for it to just be girls and to talk about um, what that means and what it looks like to be um, a girl and a young lady following the Lord. And um, yeah, so I love Girls Night. I have been a staff member here since um, 2017. So this is my fifth summer um, working. And I started out on Servant Team, which is like our high school program that we do here. Um, right after graduating, uh, and then I've just been here every summer since, and now I work here full-time, so it's great, um, but yeah, so I'm very excited. Tonight, we're just going to be talking about just one verse. Um, we're going to talk about Romans 12:1, and we're going to read through that together and just go in depth of what this verse is talking about and what we can do practically to live it out and to, um, yeah, to just be women of the word and to know what it, it means. Uh, so I'm going to read the verse, and then uh, I'll talk a little bit about what is, this has meant in my own life, and then we're going to break down into different words that this verse, just words that are in this verse, what they mean, and then we're going to talk about it practically. So first, the verse is Romans 12.1, and it says, I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Um, in my own life, I have seen a very clear difference from when I was sacrificing myself to the Lord and when I wasn't. Um, when I, like growing up, I was raised in a Christian home. I had great Christian parents who loved the Lord, who took me to church every Sunday. Um, I got saved at a very young age um, and just grew up in the church, and that was just what I knew. Um, but in uh, early middle school and high school, I went through a lot of like just hard, tough seasons of life. And so in middle school, my dad lost his job um, and my family, I have seven siblings. And so it was just really tough to not have like uh, money for my family. And just, it was really a tough season. Um, and then through that, my family had to move. So when I moved, I lost all of my friends. They were two hours away. Um, I just had to find new friends, had to find a new place, and I just didn't feel like I fit in, and I lost a lot of my identity in that, um, just because I had put so much of my identity in who my friends were. Um, and then a year after that, my mom got diagnosed with breast cancer. Um, so this was like early middle school, high school, and these things in my life were just like so tough. Um, seeing my family struggle, but also seeing the Lord provide, but it was just so confusing and conflicting time in my life. And in that time, I did not know what it meant to sacrifice myself to the Lord. I wasn't um, faithfully following the Lord as I should have, and through that, I just missed so much growth in my life because I wasn't doing those things, and I lost my identity. I didn't know who I was. I didn't know if I was even saved. I didn't know where I was going when I, like, if I died. Like, I was just so afraid all the time because I just had so many questions, and I was just so, like, spun out and just all over the place all of the time, um, but in contrast to that, so like I said, I moved up here after I graduated high school, and I worked on our servant team program, and that was the first time I had really heard what it meant to sacrifice myself to the Lord. It was the first time I had heard that we're supposed to be fighting sin, that we're supposed to be, like, actively pursuing Christ and all of these things, and to be denying ourselves, and it was the first time I had learned what that truly meant. Um, so my senior year of high school, my dad lost his job again, 
um, and my family just, we didn't know what was happening, we didn't know what was going on, um, and then a year after that, I moved away, I moved away to go to school um, a lot farther, I moved like 20 hours away from my family, and just once again, like, didn't have friends, had to start over, and then um, also last year, my mom was diagnosed with breast cancer again, and a week later, she passed away, and so in my life, there's been these things of my dad losing his job, someone moving, and my mom, like my mom's cancer and that whole story of that. And that's happened twice. It happened in middle school, it happened again in college. And the difference in my own life was I had been sacrificing myself to the Lord and I had learned what that meant. And so through that process in high school, I was giving those feelings to the Lord. I was giving those emotions that I was having to the Lord and I was having a relationship with him and he was using these things to grow me. And so then I wasn't like just constantly worried. I wasn't constantly afraid because my identity was first found in Christ um, because I had practiced these things. So I wanna talk to you guys tonight about what it means to be a living sacrifice. And not because I have done them well or done them perfectly by any means, um, because I haven't. I've like failed and messed up like even recently of doing these things, but I wanna urge you and like appeal to you guys to do these things so that you don't miss out on growing with the Lord. So that even like as young middle schoolers, as high schoolers, as these changes that are coming in your lives and that have already happened, you can be sacrificing those emotions and feelings that you're having through that to the Lord so that you can grow closer to him in that. Um, so first I wanna talk about, just break down this verse. And it starts with, um, I appeal to you therefore brothers. So we're gonna talk about those words, therefore brothers. Um, I know you guys are all girls in the room. There are no brothers in the room. Um, but we know that this verse is written to all believers. And we know that because we are adopted as sons and heirs of his kingdom. Um, and that's like a cultural thing. So going back to the New Testament and the Old Testament, um, in Bible times, like people, when a father died, like their firstborn son, they got everything. Like it was all, like they were the heir of the kingdom. Um, everything that their father had was theirs. And so we're adopted as brothers and sons because we get everything. Like everything that was Christ, like his kingdom, like we get it all. Like we are adopted as heirs because we get it all. Um, and we also know that's talking to women because in 1 Peter 3, 7, uh, where Peter is specifically talking about women, he calls them co-heirs in the grace of life. So we as women are included in this co-heirs of the grace of life. Um, so that therefore brothers is talking to us. Um, and so also like a side note from that is I want to talk to you guys about um, it's not because you're a woman that I'm asking you to sacrifice yourself to the Lord. These verses were written to all believers. Um, they were written to men, they were written to women, and it's encouraging all of us to sacrifice ourselves to the Lord, not just because you're a woman. Um, and Elizabeth Elliot, who is a missionary and author and just like a really great um, woman, if you don't know who she is, I encourage you to like look her up and study about her because she's just fantastic. But she has a quote that says, being a woman doesn't make me a different kind of Christian. Being a Christian makes me a different kind of woman. Um, so you, because you're a girl, are not a different kind of Christian than the boys who are back at camp. But because you're a woman, you're gonna, but because you're a Christian, you're gonna be a different kind of woman than all of the other people around you. Um, and the Lord's like created us uniquely to be different than the guys at camp and different than um, others, but like still, like all of us are called to this as Christians and as believers. We're all called to give ourselves to the Lord. Um, so with that, like if there is a boy that's pursuing you or you're thinking about a relationship, um, one way you're going to know that that man is a godly man is because he is also sacrificing himself to the Lord. And he's not asking you to sacrifice yourself to him because he knows that first you should be sacrificing yourself to Christ and he'll be sacrificing himself to Christ. And that's going to push you guys together in a relationship when you're both doing those things well. Um, 
And so, yeah, so just, like, remember that this isn't because, just because you're a girl that I'm telling you that you need to submit to the Lord and sacrifice to the Lord, but because you're a Christian, like, we're all called to do these things. Um, and so, off of that, too, the word therefore, anytime the word therefore is used, we have to, like, look at what it's talking about. So, therefore is pointing back to something. And this is, this verse that we're reading tonight is in Romans 12. So, there's a whole 11 chapters before this um, where Paul is telling the Romans about just about who God is, who God's created them to be, and it's all of this like theology and like knowledge of God, and so this verse is kind of like a transition of saying, okay, because you now know all of this about the Lord, therefore go and live like it, and therefore go and live um, like Christ has called us to, and like we can sacrifice ourselves to the Lord because we know these things about who the Lord is first. Um, and so this sacrifice is flowing out of a knowledge from the Lord. This sacrifice isn't going to be what saves you, but it's coming out of your knowledge of Christ and who did save you. Um, and so sacrifice is coming from the Old Testament. So if you've um, read through the Old Testament at all, you've probably heard of these weird stories of people sacrificing bulls and goats and sheep, and sometimes they're a little weird to us, but we're going to talk tonight a little bit about what, what a sacrifice truly is. Um, and so sacrifice was when the Israelites would kill an animal so that they could remain in a relationship with the Lord. Um, they, because Christ, because God is holy, he can't be in relationship with sinners unless there's like a, something that was paid, like something, some justice that has been brought. And so in the Israelites' time, they had to sacrifice these animals to the Lord and they had to kill these animals so that they could remain in right relationship with the Lord. Um, and then in our own life, like it's pointing towards Christ. And it's pointing towards Christ who would come to save all of us. And his blood was going to be the final blood that was shed so that no more animals like had to be sacrificed. We didn't have to constantly keep doing this because when Christ died on the cross, like he was that final sacrifice. Um, and like it's, it was reminding the Israelites that their sin was wrong. Like it was reminding them that something that they had done was wrong and it was needed to be punished. And so that's what that animal sacrifice was. Um, but now because Christ has died on the cross, like we no longer have to shed the blood of an animal, but we can now be holy and acceptable sacrifices like our own lives can be because Christ, his blood now covers us. So now we get to worship the Lord through our sacrifice. Um, so sacrifice will still be messy at times. Like it'll still be um, painful at times and it'll still be something that we have to keep doing in the same way the Israelites had to keep sacrificing animals. Like we might have to keep sacrificing the same thing over to the Lord. Um, but that's what he's calling us to. And he's calling us to do that with our lives and to worship him through that. Uh, and so worship is it's a matter of the heart, and, like, it's an act of love. So, like I said, like, that therefore, uh, this verse in your living sacrifice is flowing out of your knowledge of God, and so though your worship is flowing out of your love for God, and it's flowing out of this knowledge and these things that you know about him. Um, John Piper has a quote, and John Piper is a great, like, pastor and theologian, and he has a website online with just, like, a ton of articles that answer a lot of, like, really good questions that we all have, um, but he has a quote that says, Worship is to know God truly and then respond from the heart to that knowledge by valuing, treasuring, prizing, enjoying, being satisfied with God above all earthly things, and then that deep, restful, joyful satisfaction in God overflows in demonstrable acts of praise from the lips and demonstrable acts of love in serving others for the sake of Christ. So when we truly, like, know who God is and we truly, like, recognize what he did for us when he died on the cross, when he sent his son to die on the cross, when we truly, like, know that in our hearts, like, 
we're going to worship him. Like, that's going to be our response. Like, we're going to want to know him more. We're going to want to serve him. And we're going to want to give ourselves to him. Like, that's what a true, genuine knowledge of the Lord, like, leads to. Um, and so, yeah, so, like, just remember, like, it is when you value and treasure and prize God and you're satisfied in him before anything else. Like, first be satisfied in Christ, and then all of this is going to flow from that. Um, and so now that you kind of have an understanding of what sacrifice is, what worship is, and who this verse is talking to, I want to share with you guys just some, like, practical things that we can do um, and, like, practical ways that we can sacrifice our bodies to the Lord. So this verse says, like, present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Um, and we kind of have, there's so three parts to who we are. We have our physical body, we have our spiritual body, and we have our emotional body. And all three of those separate parts of who we are, we can sacrifice to the Lord in different ways. Uh, so first, we're going to start with our physical body. Um, all of us have physical bodies. Like, we're all sitting here. We've all swung on the three-man swing. We've going down the river. Like, we have physical bodies that can do really cool things. Um, and with those bodies, we are supposed to let others know of our love for the Lord. Um, so in, that means in the way we dress, in the w- things we say, in the way we take care of our bodies, um, all of that stuff like should be collectively telling other people around us that we love the Lord, um, and it should be showing that in different ways. And so first, like in taking care of your body, that includes like a true, genuine rest, um, and like resting in the Lord, and resting who the Lord is, and who he's called us to be. Like resting, taking time to physically rest your body, and rest in the Lord, and not just have like a self-care, like me day. Like those things are great, and they're fun, um, but I think our world has a very interesting view of rest and interesting view of self-care because it's not like I mean sometimes like people say like I'm having a me day and they go and like sit in the bubble bath for like seven hours with like Netflix and an entire carton of ice cream and like those things are great like I love ice cream like a lot um and so those are fine things to do but that's not like real rest like real rest is like um, resting like in the Lord and like knowing who he is, knowing who he's taught us to be, reading our Bibles and like finding our rest, our ultimate rest in him. Um, and so like that's like one way we can take care of our physical body and also like exercising and like eating well and like drinking lots of water, like taking care of what the Lord has created is also a way that we can sacrifice our physical bodies to the Lord. Um, because when we're taking care of ourselves in that way, we're going to be able to be emotionally more available to other people. We're going to be able to spiritually serve the Lord better, like, when we are taking care of our physical bodies, because all of the rest of it also flows out of that. Um, And so, like, so yeah, take care of your physical body and what the Lord has created. Um, And then also, like, with our physical bodies, that includes, like, our sexual purity and our sexual beings, um, because the Lord, like, he created that side of us. Like, he created those desires within us, Um, but we can sacrifice those to the Lord first because there's a timing for that. And like, there is a place for that, but it's not right now. Like, it's not while we're single. It's not, like, that's not the place for it. Um, And I think we often forget that the Lord even cares about that side of us, like that it was a mistake or that it wasn't supposed to be there. Um, Or that it's just like, he just doesn't think that it happens. But in scripture, like he talks about, um, our sexual, our sexual bodies and our sexual beings. Um, and in 1 Corinthians 6, 18 through 20, he says, flee from sexual immorality. Every other sin a person commits is outside the body, but the sexually immoral person sins against his own body. Or do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit within you, whom you have from God? You are not your own, for you were bought with a price. So glorify God in your body. 
Um, so if you are a believer, like your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit. Like that's what this verse is saying. So like the Lord like cares about what you do with that because it is supposed to be worshiping him. Um, and so any like relationship that you have outside of marriage, um, like anything that you're watching or viewing or doing like that is not supposed to be done, like it's supposed to be saved for within marriage. Um, and so like a way you can sacrifice that to the Lord is dying to that desire, like saying like, this is not the time. Like, I'm going to give this to the Lord and, like, praying about it, giving it over to him and just saying, like, Lord, take this desire from me. Take this desire for this relationship I want to have with my boyfriend or this these things that I enjoy watching. Like, take these desires, Lord. I don't want them. Um, and, like, flee from it. So, like, give them to the Lord and, like, just turn away and, like, run from it. Um, and then also, like, with this, the Lord sometimes in sacrificing is calling us to accountability with other people, and he's calling us to be vulnerable with those around us, because sometimes it's very easy to hide these things and to say that we're giving them to the Lord, but are we really? Are we really giving these desires over to the Lord, or we just keep running back to them? Um, and so we need to, like, be vulnerable with other people, and you need to find a believer that's older than you, you need to find your share group leader, you need to find a lady that came with your church tonight, and share those things with her, share those feelings that you're having, like, all of these things, like, you can talk about that with somebody else, and they're going to help you through that, and they're going to hold you accountable to actually sacrifice these things to the Lord, and to give them over to the Lord, and then flee from them, um, because that's what we've been called to do, um, and then, like, also from that, we're going to flow into, like, our emotional bodies, and what it means to sacrifice our emotional bodies, um, because in these sexual desires that we, like, have, usually they first start as, like, an emotion, and they first start as a thought in our own lives, um, some of you guys have been, most of you, well, all of you guys have been at camp for three days now, uh, chances are you probably walked across the basketball court or on a wreck, and you saw a really cute boy, and you're like, that boy is so cute, I should go get his number, um, don't do that, uh, Instead, like, take that first initial thought that you have and, like, let it be a reminder to you that you can give it to the Lord. Like, be like, oh, Lord, like, that boy's really cute, but I'm going to first take a moment and I'm going to pray and I'm going to say, Lord, like, take this desire from me. Remind me of why I'm here. Remind me of why I'm at camp this week. Um, or when you're home, like, remind me, Lord, that I was first made for you, first made to sacrifice myself to you. Um, so take that, like, initial thought and just let it be a reminder to you. Um, in the same way, like, the Israelites, every time they had to sacrifice an animal, it was a reminder of their sin. It was a reminder of their um, shame or their guilt or their selfishness. It was a reminder of whatever it was, and it was a reminder that the Lord had taken it, that the Lord, he died on the cross for our sins to take those desire, those, um, those wants and those desires from us so we can be in a relationship with him. Um, and so that, like, includes, like, your negative emotions, like fear, anxiety, shame, guilt, all of those things you can also give to the Lord. Um, and you can give those things to the Lord because, and like, he wants to take them. Like, he wants your shame. He wants your guilt. He wants you to put it all on the cross and sacrifice it to him um, because he wants to, like, he, in a relationship with him, like, he wants to heal you from that. And he wants to bring you to this beautiful relationship with him. And it's going to be hard. And sometimes those emotions, that shame, that guilt, that desire, that anything, like, it might still remain there sometimes, and it's just going to keep being that reminder that you need the Lord. It's that reminder that you can't do this life on your own, that you need Christ in your life, um, and so sometimes, like, you're going to give those desires to the Lord, and you're just going to have to go back and keep giving them to him, I and mean, that's also why we need accountability, like I was saying, like, it's why the Lord has called us to be in a community with other people, because they're going to help us in that. They're going to help us grow and stretch and be reminded of the Lord, um, 
in my own life, when I was in college, I had a roommate who, her and I would kind of joke that we didn't really have emotions or that emotions weren't for us. Um, but we learned throughout the year that like we do have emotions and we have these thoughts or these fears or anxieties. And so in that, we would talk to each other about them um, and we would uh, pray for each other and we would pray our own fears, our own emotions. And so what we would do is we would journal them out. So I would write out like, anything that I was going through that day, any, like, fear from, like, the smallest thing of, like, oh, I have a test the next day to, like, big things of, like, I'm graduating and I don't know what I'm going to do with my life, like, anything in that spectrum, like, we would just talk about it, and we would pray, pray about it and journal it out, um, and at the end of every single journal, she had encouraged me to write, keep growing me, um, and so that was, like, a way to say to the Lord, like, Lord, this is hard, or this is good, and, like, I enjoy these feelings. Um, so whether it was like a good day or a really bad day, we would always end it with those words, keep growing me. And it was like, Lord, like use this to grow me. Lord, this is tough, but use it to grow me. Lord, I want to hold on to this bitterness so badly and I want to keep it to myself, but I'm going to give it to you. So use it to keep growing me. Um, and it was just like our reminder of every single day, like that's what we would do. Um, and for me, like I didn't think I had anything to give to the Lord. I didn't didn't have a lot of money, didn't have a lot of time. I felt like I just didn't have anything to give to the Lord. But when I learned that I could give my emotions to him and I could use that as like a way to worship the Lord, it like changed everything. Um, because I got to have a relationship with the Lord in like the smallest details of my life. Like I got to share those things with the Lord um, and he used that to grow me and to have a relationship with him and um, to serve others through that. Like I would not be here on the stage today if it weren't for me praying to the Lord every single day to, like, keep growing me. Like, through that, like, he grew me, and I get to share these feelings or emotions or all of that. I get to share that with you tonight, and I get to encourage you guys through that. Um, and it's because I prayed that prayer that the Lord would keep growing me. Um, and so, lastly, we have our spiritual bodies and our spiritual um, beings. We're all um, created with an internal soul that has eternal worth. Uh, and so, you have a spiritual body. And that is included in your emotional and physical body. Like all, your spiritual body is like all encompassing of all of those things. Um, but you're created with a spiritual body with eternal worth. And so the Lord, so first and initially, like your first initial act of spiritual worship is to know the Lord. Um, if you don't know the Lord, if you don't have a relationship with the Lord, then none of the rest of this matters. You can keep giving your physical body to the Lord. You can keep giving your emotional body to the Lord. But if you haven't first given your spiritual body to the Lord, like, none of it matters. Like, it can just be wasteful. Um, and, like, in Galatians 2.20, it says that I have been crucified with Christ, and it is Christ who now lives in me. Um, so, like, you need to first, like, die with Christ. Um, you need to die to yourself, and you need to now have Christ live in you before any of this matters. Um, you need, and so, like, you guys have learned multiple times throughout this week of, like, what Christ has done the cross, and that he loves you so much, like, that the Lord loved you so much that he sent his only son to die on a cross and to shed his blood for you. Like, it was to cover your sins so that now you, your body, can be a holy and acceptable sacrifice to the Lord. Because without that, like, we were just worthless. Like, we had no purpose. Like, we were disgusting and nasty. But the Lord, his blood now covers you as a believer that you are holy and acceptable to him. Um, and so we can worship him through that. In uh, Hebrews uh, thirteen fifteen, it says, Through him, then us, let us continually offer up a sacrifice of praise to God, that is, the fruit of lips that acknowledge his name. Do not neglect to do good and to share what you have, for such sacrifices are pleasing to God. 
Um, so once you like know the Lord and you've given yourself to the Lord in that first initial uh, sacrifice, then you can, your spiritual act of worship is to praise God, to acknowledge who he is, to acknowledge that he is holy, to acknowledge who he has made you to be, and to just know things about him, to study like to study your Bible, to journal, to pray to the Lord, like all of those things are your spiritual act of worship. Um, and then that verse continues and it says, do not neglect to do good and to share what you have for such sacrifices are pleasing to God. Um, so in your spiritual act of worship, you get to serve others, like to do good to those around you um, and share what you have with those around you. And so that's repeated, that's in Hebrews 13, but also at the end of Romans 12, it says like, let love be without hypocrisy, love one another deeply, rejoice in hope, pursue hospitality, bless and do not curse, rejoice with those who rejoice, weep with those who weep. Um, and then that verse continues, there's a bunch of other things in there that we can also do as our spiritual act of worship, but those things like rejoicing in hope, like pursuing hospitality, loving other people well, all of those things, you can worship the Lord through that by giving of yourself to that, in that way to serve others. Um, and so, yeah, so, like, I'd encourage you guys, like, keep studying your Bible, keep knowing who the Lord is, and using that time as a way to worship the Lord through all of these things, um, and so the way that I kind of have, like, a picture in my mind of what it looks like to sacrifice myself to the Lord, and that picture, so, like, out at camp, we have a lot of, like, grass and all that gets mowed all the time, but every now and then you'll see, like, one of those, like, weeds, and they're just, like, these white little weeds, um, but they're worthless, like, the lawnmower is going to come, mow them through, they'll be gone the next day, but sometimes you'll find one. So if a little kid were running around and they found that weed and they picked up that weed and to them that weed is like this beautiful flower. They're like, oh, this, like, this is my weed, like look how pretty this is. Um, but they look up and they see their father running towards them. That child, because they know their father and because they know their father loves them and they know what their father has done for them, they're going to take that weed and they're going to run to their father and they're going to give their father that weed. Um, and they're going to give their father their most prized possession. Like, it's everything to them, but they're going to give it to him. Um, and so, like, that's the same thing, like, we're doing to the Lord. Like, to us, like, our emotions, our physical body, our desires, all these things, like, mean so much to us, and we, like, hold on to them so tightly, um, but they're worthless. Like, they're so meaningless. Like, in it's so fading. Like, it's going to be here today, and it's going to be gone tomorrow. Um, but that weed, like, we can give it to the Lord. Like, we can give all of these things that mean so much to us to the Lord, and he's going to treasure it. Like, that father in that story, like, he's going to be honored by what their child just gave them. Like, he's going to feel so loved because their child gave them this gift, which meant so much to them. So we can do the same thing to the Lord. We can give him all of these things, um, and the Lord's going to turn it and, like, make it this, like, beautiful flower, and it's going to be this beautiful thing because he's going to grow us through every single time that we give ourselves to the Lord. Um, so tonight, like, I want to encourage you guys to go into share groups and to talk about these things with each other, to um, find somebody that is going to hold you accountable, someone older than you, someone um, from your church, and tell them what you're struggling with. Tell them, like, what the Lord is calling you to sacrifice, like, whether that's something in your physical body, your emotional body, or your spiritual body. Like, find something tonight that you can keep giving to the Lord, um, because that's what he's calling us to. So I want to read this verse again to you guys, and then I'm going to pray, and you're going to go ahead and go to share groups. I think most of you will stay here, but um, yeah, so this verse says, I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Um, let me pray. Thanks for listening. We hope this has encouraged you in your walk with Christ. Be sure to give us a rating and review, 
And for more Snowbird content, check out our other podcast, No Sanity Required.